Hi, everybody. Welcome back to What's True for Everybody. This is Experience 50, and it's hope number three, and it's called We're All Losing Something. We're All Losing Something. And my kids right now are in the other room finishing up lunch and watching Toy Story 4. So if you hear some background noise or uh, a child comes up to me and asks me for something, that's that's what's happening over here, it's a beautiful, I don't know, it is low 60s degree day here, sunny in Colorado. And then tomorrow we get like six inches of snow because <laughs> that's what happens here in March. Uh, so we're going to go in a little bit outside and enjoy the weather when we can enjoy it out there today. But first things first, we're all losing something. A couple of weeks ago, my son had his first flag football practice. And he was pumped. This is his first season of flag football. He had a couple of buddies who have played before, and so he's on their team. And there's a whole bunch of neighborhood kids on this team and had the first practice, and it was, it was awesome. The coaches are great. They had a blast. And then their next practice was supposed to be this last Saturday, and they were going to get their flags on Saturday for flag football. And that's about all my son could talk about last week was we're getting our flags, we're getting our flags. And then we get the email towards the end of last week that the league has canceled all practices and games until further notice. And so then we, my wife and I had to tell our son that there's no flag football practice and we don't know when it's going to start again. And he in fact is not getting his flags. He's lost his flags for now. We're all losing something. What is it you have lost so far because of what's going on in the world? My brother and my mom were going to come visit us for spring break, and they were flying in this last Saturday. And on the way to the airport, my brother started to feel sick, and so they sat at the airport for a little bit to see if it would pass. It didn't, and so they turned around and went home. And uh, Corey and I don't get to see our family. My kids don't get to see their uncle and their grandma. We're all losing something. By the way, my brother's fine. Uh, he's, he's back at work, probably actually better that they didn't travel now that we know all that we know and all that we're learning. Uh, we also had to cancel our trip. We had an overnight to Estes Park up in the mountains. We're all losing something. How many of you work isn't what you're used to? It's less hours. It's a different schedule. You're working from a different location. It's weird. It's hard. We're all losing something. Students, school's out. And while like on the surface, that seems like, oh, great. Uh, the reason for it isn't good. We don't get to go play with our friends right now. We're not learning what we would be learning right now. Think about like seniors in high school and college. Graduation's canceled. This is like the spring semester of senior year. It's the time of your life. We're all losing something. How many people have had to cancel vacations? They were at Disney World and they they were told, "Uh, you have to leave now. Flights canceled. Uh, suitcases packed and then you decide or then you realize we can't go we're all losing something income how many people have lost income because of all of this and are going to keep losing income and that's hard it's like what what am i going to do we're all losing something even like the most basic human interactions that now you have to either like second guess or postpone or just say we're not going to do this I mean, that over time can take a toll. We're going to have to get intentional about how we're interacting with one another and seeing each other's faces and hearing each other's voices. I mean, that is a loss in itself. We're all losing something. What is it that so far 
you've lost, maybe it's sanity. You're home with two or three or maybe even one child. You're the, you're the teacher now. And it's like 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on the first day. And you're like, uh, I'm out of ideas here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're reminded of how awesome teachers are in the midst of this, uh, man. But here's the thing. It's okay to grieve your loss. Whatever it is, it's okay to grieve your loss. There's a passage of scripture in, in John chapter 16. This is towards the end of the gospel of John. And Jesus has kind of given a final reminder to his disciples, his followers, that it's like, hey, pretty soon uh, they're going to take me and they're going to kill me and I'm going to be gone. Uh, but don't worry, it, it'll, be, it'll be tough, but I'll be back. And John writes this. Uh, Jesus saw that they, the disciples, wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, we'll come back to that, but your grief will turn to joy. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. I, I don't know exactly what that feels like, but many of you do. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy, because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. And that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. What are the two words here that kind of get repeated over and over in this? Yeah, grief and joy. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. It's okay to grieve your loss. And the word here that John writes for grief, it means what what we might think it means to be sad or to become sorrowful, sorrowful or distressed, to feel afflicted. Uh, Jesus is basically saying, hey, in this instance, in life, grief is part of the deal. And when you read through the scriptures, God's people were not to avoid grief. They weren't to like stuff it in, to shut it down. They were actually to acknowledge their grief, to admit their grief, to feel their grief, to, to healthy, healthily deal with their grief. Jesus here is talking about his death and resurrection. So this is like a cosmic death. Uh, but in this particular situation we find ourselves in, there are occasions where unfortunately we're talking about death. And that's awful. That's a whole, that's a whole different kind of grief. I did, I officiated a funeral yesterday and, um, what happens at funerals? People are, are, it's the loss of a human being. It's someone we love and care for who's not here anymore. And so we're gathering to honor that person. Uh, that's like the highest level of grief. That's, that's a different, different level. But unfortunately, in some cases, this is what we're talking about. There are people who are going to know because of coronavirus what it's like to grieve death. Uh, but that's not the only kind of grief we're experiencing here. Jesus says this is grief is part of the deal. Sorrow is part of life. Affliction is part of how many people feel stressed or de- distressed or they feel like whatever's going on here, it's, it's like an affliction on not only on them, but on their family, on their community, on the world. It brings us sorrow. Uh, you had to cancel a play date. That's, 
that that causes grief. You had to uh, postpone or cancel coffee with a friend, someone you're going to catch up with after a long time. Someone was going to come in town or you're going to go visit them. A business trip that, that what you were looking forward to got canceled. It's okay to grieve your loss. You got nervous because someone you love had to go out in public today. And you're wondering who are they going to interact with? Who's going to breathe on them? Who are they going to touch? Uh, it's okay to grieve your loss. We, we've lost a little bit of innocence here, haven't we? It's like uh, we're not, we don't feel okay anymore to live our normal lives. And there's a loss there. And it's okay to grieve that. And by the way, uh, no one wins the comparison game. If, if you lost something and you're like, I don't know if I should feel bad about that because this person lost this and it's not as big. Yeah, maybe on, on the grand scheme of things, it's not a big a deal, but it's still a loss. And, and it's okay to grieve that loss. It's okay to be sad about it. Um, also, what we're invited to do here is, is to grieve with others in their losses. We grieve what we've lost and we're still mindful of what other people are going through. And we can be sad with him, people. We can sympathize. We can empathize. None of it is good. There's there's no winning when it's you, you try to put levels <laughs> to what the loss. None of it is good. Let's just say that. And it's okay to grieve all of it. And, and here's the other thing. Number one, it's okay to grieve your loss. But also, no one wants to be here. No one wants to be here. I found myself getting irritated with someone recently because... Um, of something, and, and ultimately, what it came down to is, I don't want to be in this situation, and so I'm a bit on edge. And what I had to remind myself of was, oh, no one wants to be here. That person doesn't want to be here. The person next to them doesn't want it. The person I'm irritated at doesn't want to be. They don't want to be in this situation. No one wants to be here. No one wants to have to second guess having human interaction with a friend or family member or a neighbor. No one wants to have to second guess taking public transportation when, when you need to get to work or go see somebody. And, and part of the trouble here is we don't even really know where this is all headed yet. Right? We're like, it's easy to think the worst, which isn't fun. And it's, have you noticed the mind game that goes along with this? I mean, that's one of the most draining parts where your mind takes you. Have you yet read an article about, about coronavirus and you thought, oh, that doesn't seem bad. We're okay. I just got to be careful. And then you, like two minutes later, you read another article and it's like, oh no, I, I can't. Like, can you get this through the phone now? What's going on here? There's a mind game that goes a, along with this and uh, try to keep calm. Try to be peaceful. Try to try to interact and, and with who you can interact with. Try to love who it is you can love. No one wants to be here. And as everyone keeps saying, we're all in this together. So what we're, uh, what we've been taught a lot is that, um, every yes means a thousand no's. So if you know what you're going after, if you know your mission, if you know what you're created for, if you know your purpose, that's your yes. That's where you start with your yes. And everything outside of that is a no, right? So I get this invitation to do this. Well, is that part of what I'm going after? No. Okay. Then it's a no. If it is, then yes, let's do it. So every yes is like a thousand no's. You know now what to say no to because you know what your yes is. Um, we're in the opposite situation now, right? We're in a position now where, where we have to start with no. We're told what our no is. No is uh, 
getting three to six feet within three to six feet of someone, right? That's a no. Going to the park, that's 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 a no. The beaches in Florida now are a no. Uh, the going out unless we need to is typically a no. So we're starting with our no, which which gets pretty. It can seem to get pretty dark, but what yeses could this no lead to? Maybe we flip the question around. So maybe right now it's not, oh, here's my yes, here's my purpose. Everything outside of that is a no. Now it's, here's my no. Everything outside of that is a yes. So what yeses could this lead to? Maybe it's, uh, you you haven't talked to someone in a long time and you just, you FaceTime them, right? Who can you FaceTime right now who you don't normally FaceTime? My daughter and I were out laying in our in our front yard yesterday and we just FaceTimed our aunt just because like things have slowed down enough now where we can think about <laughs> contacting people we love. Maybe that's your, maybe that's the yes. It's just slowing down, taking things a step slower. Maybe it's writing a, a letter or a card to someone and, and mailing it. You haven't done that in years. Maybe that's, maybe that's a yes that can come from all of this. Maybe it's pray. Jesus says, ask whatever you want in my name um, and you will receive it. You know, which <laughs> that's, a, that's another verse to, to unpack because if I ask for this to go away tomorrow, this virus, and it doesn't, what, is that, what does that mean? So um, there's something there to talk about that is <laughs> beyond this, this experience. Maybe it's you, you slow down enough, you talk to God, you talk to others. Maybe it's a family bike ride before or after dinner. Or before or after breakfast, if, you, if you're not going into work. Maybe you cook together or you eat, eat your canned beans together, whatever it is you have. Maybe it, it's Skype dates with friends. Maybe it's you, you put a note on Facebook, hey, who wants to talk on the phone or FaceTime? First person to, first person to respond, let's, let's do it. 10-minute phone conversations or FaceTime conversations. Maybe it's like we can get creative with this. We're starting with a no. Uh which is basically don't be around people who you don't need to be around. What kind of yeses can that open up for us in this time? My neighborhood did, uh, I don't know whose idea this was, but it was brilliant. Yesterday on St. Patrick's Day, they spread this word like put, cut out green shamrocks, green paper, and put them on your windows in your house. And then kids and families went around yesterday all day counting how many shamrocks they could find on windows in our neighborhood. And then you'd like report back. On, on neighborhood Facebook. It was it was awesome. That's a yes that came out of the no we find ourselves in that probably wouldn't have happened otherwise. Now, this isn't a good situation we find ourselves in. So we don't this isn't desirable. Remember, no one wants to be here. Uh, but we're in a season, we're in a time, we're in a, a, a sp- space, pace and speed and space of life where maybe our imaginations can open up a little bit. Uh, in other words, look for the little victories. What little victories can you find today or tomorrow with, with this new reality that we're living in these days? Um, by the way, Jesus says, you will grieve. That's part, of, that's part of the deal here. But your grief will turn to what? Joy. He also says rejoice in this passage. This word here, it means simply to be glad a state of happiness it means to be well it's this and it's it's a it's a deeper than what we normally think of happiness it's this wellness of the soul this is what jesus promises us hey this grief you're experiencing this isn't gonna this isn't gonna last forever 
And yes, in the midst of this, I mean, this is life. Um, with this virus or not, I mean, there's going to be death. That's that's where we find ourselves. But um, this joy somehow, and it's difficult to explain, surpasses all of that. It's this deep wellness of the soul that only can come from our awareness of being created in the image of God and of being loved by Jesus. Like we're all losing something here. We're all losing something. Could it be, even though we don't want to be in this situation, we could also be gaining something as well. Grace and peace, friends. We'll talk to you soon.